Do you ever feel like there's just not enough time to do everything that you need to do? If you feel like you just need more time in your day to get things done, this episode of College on Fleek is for you. Hey, it's time to stop procrastinating, get your S2G, and crush it in college. I'm Mary Dittman. This is College on Fleek. Hi, I'm Mary Dittman. I'm an award-winning business professor on the collegiate level and the creator of Wonderful Life and College on Fleek. In this episode, we're going to talk about time and how to manage your time and get the most out of it. I was actually speaking with one of my interns this past week and she was feeling very overwhelmed. She works, she's taking a full load of classes, she's in a sorority, and she just, she said, I, that's why I'm up late. She was emailing me at 2 a.m. and she's staying up until two and three in the morning to get her work done, which listen, if you're a night owl and that's your jam and you don't have a class until 10.30 or 11 in the morning, maybe that works for you. But it is important for you at your age to be getting seven to nine hours of sleep in a row at night. Therefore, we wanna make sure that you are getting the most you can done in the shortest amount of time possible. But before we get into all that, let's take a motivation minute. You gotta get your S2G, okay? You've gotta get your shizzle together. You have to have your S2G in order to stay motivated. Nothing will demotivate you faster than you don't know what you're supposed to be doing, you feel overwhelmed, you can't find stuff, and also procrastination is part of that. In fact, you can go to getyours2g.com and I'll send you some hacks on how to overcome procrastination. But being organized, that is one of the best ways to stay motivated because then you know what you need to do and you can formulate a clear plan to get it done. Nothing will keep you more motivated than getting things done. It's like you get in a zone. Maybe if you've ever said, okay, I'm gonna clean up my car today and you kind of got into it and then you maybe you ended up spending the whole day like you really cleaned it, you detailed it, you vacuumed it out, you got all the garbage out of it and it was like the more you did, the more you got really into it. That's the same with anything else that you need to be motivated with. The more that you'll be able to get in there and see results, the more motivated you're gonna be and that's why you need to have your S to G. It's time for a study or success hack. I'm gonna give you a success hack today, but I've got a major study hack for you. If you go to collegeonfleek.com, there you can get my Study Smart Toolkit. This is the three-step system that I developed for myself when I was in school. I had terrible test anxiety. I mean, there was more than one time where the only thing on my paper was my name. And that happened in high school, in undergraduate, and in graduate school. And then if you've ever had test anxiety, you start to panic, and then it's just worse. I found out that I'm not alone because when I started teaching, I saw my students going through this as well. And so I shared with them my Study Smart Toolkit. Now, I used to share it one-on-one -on -one in my office, 
And then I realized I couldn't help that many people just one-on-one, -on -one. so I created a video tutorial. In the video, it's like I'm one-on-one -on -one with you teaching you how to study. And look, I've been there, okay? So I've been a student, so I know how it feels, but I'm also a teacher, and so I can teach you the best way to really do well on your exams. So go to collegeonfleek.com, get that Study Smart Toolkit. My students who have used this see results the very next test. I'm not talking about something that you have to practice and practice and practice and maybe by the end of the semester you might get an A or a B. I'm talking if you do what's in the Study Smart Toolkit, you will see an improvement in your grade the very next test. Now, I can't make a guarantee, but I have seen my students go from F's to A's, very next test, using this method. So, you know, hook yourself up and go to collegeonfleek.com, get that Study Smart Toolkit. But let me give you a success hack in the meantime. The number one thing that is keeping you from doing well, or just doing, just getting things done, is distraction. And there is so much to distract us these days, especially if you have the television on or if you have the radio going, if you have different windows open on your computer, you have your browser, and then you have all your social media pinging. And the number one distraction that we all are dealing with right now is the phone. I've even done this a few times where I'm in a meeting and just for a minute, I'm just gonna check my phone and whatever it is, it might be Facebook, it could be a text message, it could be Instagram, and I just get sucked in for a second and I've missed, this has happened to me a few times, I missed what my boss told me to do, I missed what a client asked me for information on, so, you cannot, this idea that you can multitask is a lie. You cannot. If you want to be successful and get something done, you have to put your phone away or put it on airplane mode. I'm not telling you to disconnect for eight hours. I'm saying for 45 to 50 minutes while you're getting something done, put the phone where you can't see it or put it on airplane mode, turn it face down and Create a distraction-free zone for yourself. That is the only way to accomplish anything. All right, let's get into some time management hacks here. This is really an issue for everybody. Everybody will make the same statement, which is, I just don't have time. I don't have enough time. I need more time. In truth, we burn up a crazy amount of time on our phones. The most recent research I heard on this is that we touch our phones an average of 2,000 times a day. Just this morning, I said, let me just check Facebook for a second. 10 minutes later. Okay, so most people are checking their social media or their email or their texts or whatever. Let's say you only do that six times a day, but most of us are checking 20 to 30 to 50 times a day. But let's just say, you only did that 10 times in a day. So 10 times, or even let's just go lower, let's say five times, five to six times in a day you check your social media. If you burn up 10 minutes, and I promise you, you will, because you're watching someone's Instagram story or their snap, that's 50 to 60 minutes. That's a whole hour. And it's gone and you didn't even realize it. 
And many times we think, oh, well, I'm gonna take a break and check in social media. Here's the problem with that. Your brain doesn't make a distinction between you're focused on writing a paper and you're focused on Instagram. It doesn't. It's the same amount of energy. That's why if you sit and mess around on your phone for an hour, you do not feel refreshed. Like you don't mess around on your phone for an hour, put it down and go, woo, I feel great. Let me go get some stuff done. No, you feel kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of out of it. It's an energy drain. And then we have other things that eat up our time that are legit. Like you have to go to class, you have to study, maybe you're going to work, you have social things that you're doing. You need to have a life, you have friends, you have family. You gotta sleep, you gotta eat. Hopefully you're gonna get some time at the gym and work out. I heard one time somebody said, well, the president has the same 24 hours in the day that you do and look at everything that he gets done. And I'm like, yeah, but the president has a whole staff and a whole bunch of people who are helping him and doing things for him. He's not actually having to like do his own laundry or take notes in a meeting. He's not having to put gas in his car. So I understand we all have the same 24 hours available, but we don't all have the resources that super successful people have. However, that's why I'm gonna give you some hacks. I'm gonna hook you up so you can be more successful. All right, first thing, and I have all of my University Life 100 students complete this. And I'm gonna tell you, I use this tool every week. And one of my students who just graduated, and let me tell you something, um, she worked, she was one of our senior resident assistants, RAs. She had over a 3.5 GPA. She was very well respected on campus, very busy, lots of family responsibilities. And she told me she continued to use this every day. Now, this is old school, but what it is, is it's a, a timesheet, it's a grid. When I'm planning my week, I, in my mind, start with Sunday. To me, Sunday is the first day of the week. Partly because that helps me then when I get to Monday, I'm not thinking, oh, the week is starting over again. No, it's the second day. So to me, Sunday start is easier. But you can, you can do this with a Monday start. This is just a grid that I pulled off the internet. If you want to post in the comments or even send me an email at mditman at maryditman.com, I'll email this to you. And what I do is I print them out. I print out a bunch of them, usually like 10. And then on Sunday, because I Sunday for me is get your S2G Sunday, and I plan out my whole week. And this is a sheet for real. This is a real timesheet I'm using right now. And I'm already building out what is my time going to look like next semester coming up. School's going to start in a few weeks at the time that I'm filming this. So I'm already planning out what is my schedule going to look like so I can set my office hours and let my students know when will I be available. But what you do is you, you write in what are things that you know you're going to have to do. So for me, I have, these are my classes. And uh, the, I, my yoga classes are very important to me. And frankly, my students encourage me to go to yoga because it keeps me in a good mood. And a cranky Professor Dittman 
is not fun. So I have on my schedule, I have my yoga class put in there. If you had a set work schedule where you know every Friday you're gonna be working from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m., you would put that on here. This show broadcasts every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. That's on here because I have to be available for that broadcast. When you do that, you put all your known set times and then each week as I do this, I'll have, I might say, oh, I have a doctor's appointment this week and I'll put that on there fresh. But for right now, I don't know what I'm gonna have, you know, the third week in October. I know what I'm going to have generally speaking, so I'm starting there. But that gives you an idea of, oh, I have some chunks of time here that are available. Those are the chunks of time I can use. Most of us have good chunks of time, but we're not really aware of them. And so we just kind of let whatever happens happen. And that is not going to help you. For example, if you have, let's say, a 45 minute break between two of your classes, a lot of people will just kind of sit down, they'll mess around on their phone, they'll chill out with their friends, they'll get on Snapchat, they'll get on Instagram, they'll Google something. And that's 45 minutes where you could have really gotten a lot done. You could have made up some index drill cards to study with, you could have gone and seen three of your professors, you could have gone to the writing center and had them look at a paper for you. So a lot of times we have really great chunks of time available, but we're not necessarily aware of them because we're not looking at it. That's where having this will help you. And what I do is I have a copy of this on my bulletin board in my office at home where I do my work at home. And also I take a picture of this every week with my phone. So I always have it with me. And then I can refer back to it on a daily basis. So that's the first thing, get your grid lined out. Now I've had athletes that by the time they put in their classes, practice, games, travel time. They, they don't have a lot of time available, but it shows them, well, all I'm gonna have is an hour right here. So I had better use that one hour and get things done. But trying to keep it all in your head, you're not gonna be able to. Put it on paper. And like I said, if, if then, you don't wanna to have to deal with a piece of paper, take a picture of it with your phone. You can throw the piece of paper away or recycle it. Number two, create deadlines for yourself. You know that you might have an assignment a teacher gave you and they gave you two weeks to work on it, but you actually don't really start on it until the day before it's due or the night before it's due or an hour before it's due. We are motivated by deadlines. That is human nature. And listen, faculty members are the same way. At my university, I teach at Francis Marion, and we always have like at least two months notice of when our annual evaluation, our annual report is going to be due. And that's what they use to evaluate us and 
you know, figure out if we're keeping our job, are we getting a raise? And those are some hard deadlines. So I have to get my report to my boss so that he can review it, evaluate it, sign off on it. Then it has to go to his boss and then it has to come back to him and he has to meet with me. So when he tells me, here's when it's due, that's not a like, well, anytime during that month, it's a, it's a hard date. And what I would do, like many of my colleagues, because we're busy, I would frequently wait until two days before it was due and I'd be scrambling trying to get it done. And the problem is that I'm trying to remember from a year, what did I do over the past year that I want to include on my annual report? So now what I do is I've created my own deadline. And that deadline is that every Friday, I review what did I do over the past week and I just go ahead and put it into the evaluation form. Every week I am updating my annual report. So when I get that email that says, hey, this thing's gonna be due in two months, I'm like, okay, I'm good. I think I'm good. Then we get another email, it's due in four weeks, it's due in two weeks, it's due in one week, and I have it ready to go. And I can turn it in a few days early. A lot of times I don't because I, I feel like, well, I'm gonna take those extra few days and just review it a couple times, make sure that I'm happy with it. But my deadline is every Friday or every Monday, whatever, that's something I'm doing, that's a deadline. Every Monday or every Friday, whatever day I choose, I am going to add on to this report. It can be hard to keep yourself accountable to a deadline, but hey, use your friends, use your social media, and say something like, go on your Snapchat or your Instagram and say, I am gonna have my outline for my English paper done by this time next week or by this time tomorrow. And I'm gonna post on here this time tomorrow whether I have it done or not. And if I don't have it done, then the first five people who call me out on it, I'll, you know, I'll buy you a bottle of water or whatever. But get, get people to help you maintain that accountability. Have your mom help you, have your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your roommate, get your tribe, okay? You can post that stuff here on College on Fleek and you can put something in the comments to tell us here's what I'm doing or here's what I'm gonna need help with or I'm gonna, y'all check back with me. I'm in an online course myself as a student and one of the lessons that I was going through, one of the other students said, I'm going to have this project done by X date. And so on that date, I happened to be back in the lesson and I put on there, I was like, well, where is it? How you doing? Maybe with your deadline, if you've reached the deadline, then you reward yourself in some way but you have to create your own deadlines because listen, in college, a lot of times we won't give you a deadline for every step of a project. We'll just tell you there's this big massive honking project due the last day of class, get it done. So you have to create your own deadlines. Hack number three for time management, I'm gonna say it again, airplane mode. If you want to make the most of every moment and really get stuff done, you've gotta put the phone away. You know what, for most of us, our phone is a convenient way for other people to get what they want from us. You think about a lot of what you get, text messages, social media updates, 
emails. It's just what other people want from you. And it, it really has nothing to do with what you need to accomplish. Let's get real. What is going to come up on your phone that's gonna help you get an A on that math test? What is gonna come up on your phone that's gonna help you write that English paper? Nothing. It's gonna be your mom checking in with you. It's gonna be your girlfriend or your boyfriend with some kind of drama. It's gonna be your friend with gossip. It's gonna be somebody's snap that doesn't have anything to do with your grades. And I promise you, the world is not gonna fall apart in 45 or 50 minutes if you go on airplane mode. That is an excuse we use. Well, I have to have my phone with me all the time because what if something happens? Okay. If something happens, it's still probably going to be happening when you turn your phone back on. And listen, I, I had this happen. It was a Saturday morning a few years ago and I had put my phone on airplane mode because I was dating a guy and oh my God, he was high maintenance. He was just blowing my phone up and I was like, oh, I got to get some stuff done. So I put my phone on silent on airplane mode for about 45 minutes and I just got some stuff done. Turned my phone back on and a voicemail came up and it was a very desperate voicemail from my dad. And I called him back and he told me that my stepmom had died very tragically and suddenly and unexpectedly and she and I were very close. I did feel some kind of way about not being there for my dad the very minute that he made the phone call. And this is gonna sound harsh, but the truth is that whether I had gotten that call right when he made it, or I got it 45 minutes or an hour later, she was still dead. And my dad doesn't live across town, he lives in Florida. I, I still had to deal with the aftermath of her death. And here's the good thing. Because I had had my phone on airplane mode, I got everything done. Because I didn't know what was happening, I got everything done. And then when my dad needed me, I'd already gotten everything done so I could really focus on him and help him. That's a decision that you would have to make. But I promise you, if you want to be of ultimate service to the people in your life, then you have got to manage your time and take care of your responsibilities. And by the way, my dad never had any type of resentment or feeling about me not picking up the phone right when he called. Of course, I called him right back. And later on, I said, Dad, I feel so awful. I didn't answer the phone. And, and listen, he was in such a daze and in such shock, having found his wife dead, that he wasn't worried about, why didn't you answer the phone? And all he, he said, look, I'm just glad you're here. Thank you for coming. And you know, like, cause I, of course I got on a plane immediately. And, and that's, he said, look, you're here, <laughs> you're here for me. So, you know, you have to make your own decision there, but this idea that something might happen and I have to be available all the time. Now, if you have small children, yeah, maybe that's the case. But if you don't have small children depending on you, you can probably go on airplane mode 45 or 50 minutes and your world is not gonna fall apart. So there are three really good time management hacks. Now they only work if you work them. 
So you're only going to see a change in your effectiveness if you do what I've shared with you. This week, I want to offer you a challenge. Put in the comments, where are you wasting time? What are you doing that's wasting time? And share that. Or if you want to create a deadline and post that in the comments and we'll help you stay accountable. As always, you can go to collegeonfleek.com. You can see past episodes of this show. Also, College on Fleek is a podcast and we are hosted on SoundCloud, but you can access the podcast through collegeonfleek.com. I like to listen to podcasts when I'm on the go and that's another time management hack. So I'll learn while I'm working out or while I'm driving. So you might prefer the podcast version of this show. As always, College on Fleek is a dialogue, not a monologue. And so I wanna hear from you. Post in the comments, what are you having trouble with? What do you wanna hear some more about? Where do you need some hacks and some help? You can always post comments right here or Again, you can visit us at collegeonfleek.com. And remember, if you want this timesheet, post it on the comments or email me at mditman at maryditman.com and I will happily email it to you. Next week, I'm gonna give you a little mini training on my Study Smart Toolkit, that three-step system to help you get the grades that you want in college. I'm gonna do a little mini training for you on that. So make sure you join us next week right here on College on Fleet.